Hello everyone, welcome back to the Bible Study Corner. My name is Isaiah, for those who do not know me, and today on the Bible Study Corner, we will be having Bible study. And today the topic is going to be on salvation. Uh, today I find this topic very important, I find it very serious, and in my honest to God opinion, I feel like this is the most important Bible study we will ever have on the Bible Study Corner. So today, just like I said a few seconds ago, we're going to learn about applying God's word when it comes down to salvation. Uh, many of us, we want to learn how to apply the word of God to our own lives. But we have to understand if we're going to apply God's word, we have to apply all of God's, uh, sorry, we have to learn to apply all of God's law that is in his word to our lives. And a part of his law is to receive salvation. Now, last week I said uh, I was trying to give a, a little epilogue of what salvation is. And basically, salvation is what separates us from the world. Salvation is what gives us our ticket into heaven. Salvation is what protects us from, the, from, from sin. And we're going to talk about that today. And salvation is what brings us back closer towards God. Salvation is many, many, many great things. But to me, the most important thing of salvation is that it brings me back to my first love. It brings me back to God. It brings me back to the, to the man that, that died on the cross for me many, many thousands upon, upon thousands upon thousands of years ago. That's what salvation is. But today we're going to talk a little bit more in depth on that. But before we do, I'm just going to share a few things with you guys. Uh, we're going to, we, uh, just like I told you guys a few, uh, a while back, uh, we started the, the call button late. So if you recently received salvation or if you want to receive salvation or if you just want to if you just want to spill your heart out to us or if you just have a testimony period just feel free to hit that call button we'll be more than happy to talk to you and also if you have a testimony or if you like to share anything on the wall about how the Bible studies have been a blessing to your life or how God has just been so good to you feel free to write on our wall we do not mind we just ask that you keep it uh, G-rated. And we ask that you keep it Christian and holy because this is a God place where we lift up the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, not ourselves. Amen. All right. So before we get into it, uh, we're just going to say a brief prayer and then we'll start at, I believe, Exodus 12, chapter 7, verse, uh, I'm sorry, chapter 12, verse 7. We're going to basically jump in all over the words. So if you have your Bibles, just bear with us. And if you don't, feel free to listen anyway. This is for any and everybody. Salvation and, and the word of God, period, for anyone that, that wants to listen or anyone that's willing to listen and that wants to that, that wants to receive this whole thing into their lives. Amen. So let's go ahead and get into it. If you all can just virtually buy yes. Heavenly Father, we come before you today thanking you and blessing your holy name. For you are God and you are God alone. You sit high and you look low. The earth is yours and the fullness thereof. And heaven is your throne and the earth is your footstool, O Lord. You are great and you are greatly to be praised, O Father. Lord, we love you from the rising of the sun to the going on of the same. We will lift up the name of the Lord. Lord God, we ask that you forgive us for any and of, any of all sins that we committed today and yesterday that were not of you. And forgive our enemies as well, Father, for they do not know what they do. Blessed Savior, we come to you seeking your face today, O Lord. We ask that as we embark on your word, we ask that you open up our eyes so we may see the wonderful things in your law. Holy Father, we ask that you set the... We ask that you set the atmosphere for salvation, O oh Father. Lord Jesus, you said in your word that if your name be lifted up, you'll draw all men unto you. You also said in your word that if we confess with our mouths and believe in our hearts that Jesus Christ died and rose from the grave, then we shall be saved. You also said in your word that whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. Lord God, we ask that you send down your Holy Spirit 
Speak through me and to your people, O oh Lord. Set the atmosphere for those that want to receive salvation come to, 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 to come back to you, O oh Father. Let them know that you love them and you still want to use them and you would still accept them as they are and that you want to be with them once more again. Lord God, we ask that you we ask that you minister to you through through your word to us, O oh Father. Help us apply your word to the areas that need to be applied, O oh Lord. We ask that you we ask that you let your name be made great and not my name, O oh Father. Let your words be 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 magnified and, and exalted in our lives, Father. Help us in the areas which we are weakest, O oh Father. And we will forever give your name the glory, honor, and the praise, O oh Lord. We ask that you make my tongue that of a pen of a ready writer, O oh Lord. We speak that in the name of Jesus, that your word will not fall, will, will not come back into, into your void. We speak that in the name of Jesus, that your word will, will help change us for the better. We speak, and we also speak that in the name of Jesus, that men, women, boys, and girls that come seeking salvation will find it. We speak that, the, that there will be those that, we speak that, the, that somebody will be saved today. We speak that in the name of Jesus, that, that your that your Holy Spirit will come and love on us, O oh Lord. We speak that in the name of Jesus, that that those coming looking for answers will find that those coming looking for questions will find answers. And we speak that in the name of Jesus that we won't have any issues with viewing or or embarking on your word together, O oh Lord. We speak and we ask for all these things in the mighty and powerful name of Jesus. We pray in Jesus' name, Amen, and Amen again. So let's get into it. So like I said a few minutes ago, we're gonna be jumping all around. Excuse me, but we're gonna be first. We're gonna start off in the book of Exodus, and we're gonna read chapter twelve. Again, we're going to the book of Exodus, and we're reading chapter twelve, and we're gonna start at verse seven. All right, and that reads, "And their blood shall be placed on two sides, on two sided, or two side frames of the door, of every home, and on the panel above the door." Use the blood of the lamb eaten in, in that home. Now, basically what we just read, that's basically, uh, if you ever, if, if any of us uh, read this book, we, we're basically reading where the angel of death was about to come and sweep over the lamb of, the lamb of Egypt. Now, the reason, now the person speaking was Moses, but the person speaking through Moses was God. God was basically telling, his people was using Moses to tell his people that I'm a, uh, hey, I'm going to send a, a death plague over the land and I want you to be protected. But in order for you to be protected from the things that's getting ready to come, you have to do the following things. So basically God told them to wipe the blood of the of the sacrificed lamb on their doorframe. So when the angel of death came through, they wouldn't have been attacked. They wouldn't be hurt. They would basically be protected as the angel of death came through and did as it, as it was sent to do by God. And that's basically one of the major importance of what salvation is. Salvation is our protection from the death of sin. There was going to come a time, and I want everyone to hear me while I'm saying this. There's going to come a time when Jesus Christ comes back and completely destroys sin. Now, a lot of things that we see in the world today is operating in sin, and God is not, he's not pleased with that. He doesn't, he doesn't have any, he won't allow anything to be even in consideration with him of, in of sin. And all that is connected to it. And for those who do not receive salvation, uh, who do not receive salvation, Jesus will consider them as sin involved. That basically means if you do not receive salvation now, well, you have the chance before Jesus Christ comes back, or before you, or before you leave this life, or before you die. Period. Then Jesus, he, he he's going to look at you and say, "Hey, you, you, you were against me because you never received the salvation." Many, many I don't care who you are. We all came into the contact of salvation before in our life. When Jesus Christ sent someone 
to speak the good word of truth to us before. And when he considered you as sin involved, and because he can't have anything to do with or do anything in part of sin, he will cast you aside and reject it. And you reject, he will cast. Oh, let me reword that. He'll cast you to the side and basically look at you. Look at you as another person that rejected the salvation. And basically, when sin dies, you die. When you go, when sin goes down, you go down. That's what it means to be sin involved. When sin goes, when sin, when sin is basically being dealt with, you're going to be dealt with. But the good news of salvation is this. When you receive Jesus Christ into your life and the day he comes back to bring us home, he's going to basically do as he told them to do before. He's going to tell them that, hey, if he told you to wipe the blood, if he told, if he told them to wipe the blood of the, uh, 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 of the lamb over their, uh, over their doorframe, that he's basically, he was basically telling them, hey, receive this salvation now so that way when I come, you will be protected. That's what basically the Holy Spirit was trying to, is trying to explain to you guys now. A few weeks back, we were going to start a whole nother topic, but the Holy Spirit instantly convicted me and told me, hey, I want you to talk about this instead. So we're going to talk about this now because a lot of us, we try to avoid the, the question of, are you saved? And the and we, we need to be prepared when somebody asks that question because re in reality, life is not about us. It's about bringing glory and honor to Jesus Christ. That's why we have these Bible studies every day, not so only that you can learn the word so you can... But to also so you can apply the word for the rest of this year. We're talking about applying the word of God and apply and a part of applying the word of God is that we also apply salvation into our lives. So I want everyone to understand that in order for you to be protected from from the destruction of this world, you have to receive salvation because what's going to happen is for those that receive salvation. And this gives me joy in my heart to even talk about for those that receive salvation. Jesus Christ, he's going to come and he's going to bring us back home with him. So that way, when the time comes for him to completely make this world over again, we are going to be okay. We're going to reign and we're going to, and we're, and we're going to live with him. Hopefully, hopefully sometime this year, we'll be able to talk about that for those who believe and for those who receive salvation. We're going to talk about the, the benefits of what we get of when we go to heaven and, and, and how much, how much joy is going to be, how, how, how we're going to be reunited with our lost lovers and how we're going to, fellowship and have a marriage supper and something that the Bible calls the marriage supper of the, supper of the lamb. But today we're also going to talk about something that kind of burns my heart a little bit. We're going to talk about something uh, called the white throne judgment. And that that's a that's a topic that nobody really wants to go wants to go down. But in order for you to really understand how important salvation is, we have to go down that lane so we can uh, so I can make sure that you understand what the, what how important salvation is when it comes down to us and applying God's word. Amen. So we're going to continue on. But again, in Exodus uh, chapter 12, verse 7, when he told them to wipe their door frames down with the blood of the lamp, he was basically saying, hey, do this now so you'll be protected from, from the death of the things that's on this land right now. He's telling us now, today, while you have the chance, while you start living and breathing, receive salvation now. So that way, when things start to happen on the land, you will be protected. God will look out for you because you are his own. He loves you and he wants to make sure you're okay. And he wants to make sure that you... That you that you that you're still close to him, but first you have to receive his salvation first, and that's how important salvation is, y'all. Okay, so let's move on. Many of us know this scripture. We're gonna turn to John three sixteen. All right, again we're turning to John, the book of John, chapter three, verse sixteen. Again, the book of John, chapter three, verse sixteen, and that reads. 
For God so loved the world so much that he gave his only son so that anyone who believes in him shall not perish but have, but have eternal life. Now I want everyone to meditate on the for God so loved the world so much part. Basically what that means is God loved us so much that he sent his only son to come and die for somebody that he, for someone that's rejecting him. He sent his own son to die so that way we can be close to our heavenly father again and that's another thing salvation is salvation is the act of is, is it is an expression of god's love towards all men people think and people and some people they create these religions where god only loves certain people no god loves everybody y'all he loves everybody and that's why salvation is so beautiful at the same time it's important and it's also beautiful because he does there is no discrimination if you want to be saved, if you want to experience love like you've never experienced love before in your life. I read this book a long time ago and it said that there's one thing to experience love, but there's a whole nother experience to experience supernatural love. Supernatural love is unconditional love because the God that we serve is supernatural. And when we love him, when we love him in the supernatural sense of love, he loves us unconditionally because he is God. He knows the mistakes that you will that you have made and will make because even after you do get saved, you're going to make mistakes. And that's just how it is. That's just how life is. But God allows us to make these mistakes so that we not so we can go back into sin, but so that way we can draw closer to him. A wise man falls. But he get, I mean, when a wise man falls, he instantly gets back up in the midst that he needs God now more than ever. Anyways, supernatural love is... is, is it's beyond amazing. The reason why is because when we serve a God of unconditional love, when you love someone and they make a mistake, instantly you learn to you you say to yourself, You're not gonna love you're not gonna love this person again. But that's not the God we serve. No matter what you've done, no matter who you are, no matter where you have been, God loves you and he will continue to love you. He loves us so much that he came and met well, I'll explain it in this form first. He he sent his son down to die for us. And now for for the other half of it, Jesus Christ, remember how we talked about last week, Jesus Christ wasn't just the son of God, he was God. That means God loved us so much that he came down to earth to die for us. And you don't see this with anyone else. I mean, I'm pretty sure there's many other people that's willing to, to die for their wife or their son or their spouse. But who do you know that's willing to die for a complete stranger? And that's a hard thing to say. And that's a, that's what makes salvation so beautiful. Salvation is an act of God's love towards all men. He doesn't discriminate. He wants to show you how much he loves you. But you have to be saved. You have to take this gift in while you have the chance now. Amen. And let me pause for a second. Uh, the Holy Spirit just laid this on my heart. We, uh, As I just said when we first started, uh, we, uh, we opened up something on the Bible study corner called the Call Now button. And what that Call Now button is, it, it connects you with us. It connects you from whatever time you are to us, and a lot of you, you're not you 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 see these you see these services later on. I understand that a lot of us aren't watching it right now, but we watch it at, at, at a time that's more convenient for us, and that's okay. But a lot of us, when we see that when we when when you hear me talking about uh, that call now button, we you all you instantly think that you can't. It's too late for you to hit that call now button. No, we are always available whenever you want. I mean, don't get me wrong, I, I work I work during the day, but I'll be more than willing to call you back if I miss your call. And we will and I will pray with you and we and we and we will help you get on that path to receiving salvation in your life so that we Jesus Christ can become the most important important part of your life. Amen. 
So if you if you're hearing this message and you're hearing me talk about the call now button, hit it whenever you want. Don't think that it's too late to hit that call now button because the service is open. Amen. All right. <clears throat> Let's continue on then. We're going to go to Revelation chapter 20, verse 11. And we're going to read all the way to verse 15. Again, Revelation chapter 20, and we're going to read verse 11 to 15. So about five, four verses. All right, y'all bear me. Okay. And that reads, and again, one more time, Revelation 20, chapter 11, verse 15. A lot of times where I repeat myself, it's, re it's really because the Holy Spirit is stopping me and letting me know that a lot of us are catching up. Okay, so one more time, Revelation 20, chapter 11, I'm sorry, Revelation 20, verse 11 to 15. And that reads, and I saw a great white throne. Now, remember, we talked about this. It's time for us to talk about some heavy stuff now. So, and I don't want anyone to think that I'm judging you while I'm saying this. This is what the word says, okay? All right. And I saw a, uh, I saw a great white throne and the one who sat upon it from those from whose face the earth and the sky fled away. But they found no place to hide. I saw the dead, great and small, standing before God, and the books were open, were open, including the book of life. Now, I'm going to pause right here. The book of life is basically when you receive Jesus Christ, when you pray the prayer of salvation, and not just pray it, but meaning in your heart, God writes down your name in the book of life, basically saying that this person is a part of the kingdom. When they die or when Jesus Christ comes back to, to redeem them and bring them back home, this person can come because their name is in the book of life. Or or another way to look at it as, uh, say that you're trying to get, in, get into a house or get into a, a certain place. That person, that the bouncer, he can't let you into that place unless your name is in, is written in that book. And if your name is not written in that book, he, he cannot let you in. And there's only one place to go if your name is not in that book. And during, at the at the day of judgment, because the day of judgment is coming, is coming, y'all. There's going to be two types of judgment. The judgment seat of Christ is basically when those who receive salvation goes to meet Jesus for themselves and get, and gets to reap the harvest, or in other words, they get to reap the rewards that they that they planted while they were on earth. They basically took the time to to pre, to um, uh, to teach the word, or they took the time to spread the love of God around the world for those that actually done the work they're going to go to heaven and reap the rewards and for those that receive salvation they're going to get to go to heaven anyway because they they made the decision to receive salvation as they had the chance but we're going to talk about something called the white throne judgment and this is the second type of judgment for the person that does not receive salvation and again for those who are listening i am not judging you but this is what the word of god says amen and i saw a great white throne and the one who sat upon it from whose face the earth and the sky fled away but they found no place to hide I saw the dead, great and small, standing before God, and the books were open, including the book of life. And the dead were judged according to the things written in the thing, written in, written in the book, each according to their deeds he had done. The ocean surrendered the bodies buried in them, and the earth and the underworld gave up the dead in them. Each was judged according to his deeds, and death and hell were thrown into the lake of fire. This is the second death, the lake of fire. Basically, what that means is that if you do not receive salvation before the day of judgment, basically before the day of, before the day Jesus Christ come back, and you do not receive, and you do not receive salvation before that time comes, there's going to come a time when you stand in a room of plain white, and this is literally what's going to happen. 
You're going to stand in a room of plain right. And basically what that room is, is the white throne judgment. And you're going to stand before Jesus Christ himself. And he's going to look in the book and see that your name is not there. And when he sees this, instantly he has to cast you down into the lake of fire, which is hell. When there is no, there is no, there is no stop of burning, you're going to burn for the rest of your life. And I'm not, again, I'm not saying this to scare anybody. I'm saying this to inform you how important salvation is. When you stand in the right throne judgment, don't let the name fool you. That basically means that your soul is damned to an eternity of hell. If you do not receive salvation now, while you have a chance before you die or before the day of Jesus Christ, you are going to stand before a great white throne, which basically means that no matter how hard you yell, no matter how hard you beg, no matter how hard you cry, God is going to send you to hell because you had the chance to receive salvation while you were on this earth, but yet you chose to not receive salvation. This is what irks me. I'm sorry, let me rephrase that. This is what bothers me when it comes down when I see when I go on Facebook and I see many people to always talking about how how God's going to restore or how God's going to do this. Don't get me wrong. I do believe God is the God of restoration. God is the God of blessing. God is the God of love. I believe God is many of these is many great things. I don't just uh, limit him down to that. But what the reason why this bothers me is because people, they're so quick to talk about how God is going to do something, but they're not quick to talk about how important salvation is. Why are we not talking about how important salvation is? We need to talk about this. We need to talk about what's going to people in the heaven. Let us talk about this instead. Amen. So let's move right on because I feel myself going on and on and on about that. But I want y'all to understand salvation is very, very, very important. We cannot take this lightly. This is not a joke. This is what's going to get us into heaven. And not only that, but this is what's going to connect us back to our first love, which is God. Amen and amen. So let's move right along. Now we're going to turn to Romans. If you have your Bibles, Romans chapter 10, verse 13. Again, Romans chapter 10, verse 13. 13 bear me a minute okay chapter 10 verse 13 all right and it reads anyone who calls upon the name of the lord will will be saved what that means is salvation is for any and everybody who wants to receive it now if you want it's just that simple if you want to be saved and you mean it in your heart that you want to change in your life this is where you start this is where you receive salvation. You have to you have to make that declaration in your heart that you want Jesus Christ to come in and, and take over, be the Lord and Savior of your life. Many of us, we pray this prayer, but we don't mean it. So we're not really saved. We're just basically saying words of, out of our mouth. But when we pray this prayer and we mean it with our hearts, God listens to it. And he looks at it as more than just a prayer. He looks at it as a prayer of salvation, a prayer of saying, God, I am sorry. I want you back into my life. I want to come back home and I want to be, I want you to be my first love again. Many of us, and I hope we're going to talk about this later on, but many of us, we're, uh, we're, we're, we're looking for love in all of the wrong places. We're, we're looking for love in men. We're looking for, we're for love in cars. We're looking for, for love in, in money. But no, this is not what love is. We're looking for love. We, we need to start looking for love in God and God alone for God is love. If he is not love, then he cannot be God. This is what, this is one of the amazing things about God. Because God loves us unconditional. If he continues to love us unconditional, then we will learn him for the rule, for the true and great and majestic being that he is. 
But first, we have to receive the gift of salvation first. That way we can begin to learn and receive his love first of all. And I just said it a few minutes ago to receive salvation. Matter of fact, salvation is the expression of is God's expression of love towards all men. So it lines up together with itself. If we are willing to receive salvation, then God's willing to show us how much he loves us. Amen. So let's move right along. All right, now we're going to turn to Luke chapter 9, verse 61. All right, again, we're turning to Luke chapter 9, verse 61. All right, verse 61. And that read another. And what I'm about to read is basically... Jesus was traveling with his disciples and many men came, uh, they came up uh, saying, Lord, I want to travel with you, but this is going on. Let me go handle this. Or Lord, I want to travel with you and, you know, I got something going on in the background and I need to go handle. And basically, we're, we're about to read Jesus one, uh, a response that Jesus said back to a man that had an excuse for why he couldn't follow him. All right. And that reads, another said, yes, Lord, I will come. He's basically saying, Lord, I will follow you. But first, let me ask permission for, of those at home. And this is what Jesus said back to him. But Jesus told him, anyone who lets himself be distracted from the work I plan for him is not fit for the kingdom of God. If you're going to come up with excuses, please don't waste God's time because he, he's serious about a relationship. He wants a relationship right now. Let's go ahead and explain what that means. In the scripture where there was a man who wanted to follow Jesus, but was giving an excuse to why he needed time to follow alongside with him. God wants a relationship right now. But Jesus was basically saying to the man, if you are going to follow me, you need to do so now. That represents salvation and many people making excuses to not, to not be saved. When someone comes, and this is for all my people who are not receiving salvation or who, or who hear salvation and don't want to receive it. If you're going, if you're going, if someone comes and talks to you, don't just simply shut them out. Don't let your heart grow, grow hard. Let the Holy Spirit minister to your heart through that person. Because what he, what's happening is God want, He's trying to create that lost relationship. People, we're, we're we're trying to figure out why certain things are happening in the world that we don't really understand. And majority of the time, while we see such good people die without any real cause, is because. They're either either they died because it was just their time and they knew Jesus Christ and God, you know, they, they fulfilled their, their purpose and God wanted them to come home now. Or another real reason that I've become to learn is that salvation is more than just, salvation is, isn't just, you know, one, it, one of these major things. Salvation is also our protection in the sin cursed world. Salvation, our, our relationship with God is basically our hook up to heaven, basically. It's him basically saying, wherever you are, I'm with you. And because I'm with you, I'm not going to allow any hurt, harm, or danger to come near you because I love you and because you are my child. And because you are my child, you chose salvation. And because you did all these things, I can protect you. That's what salvation is. And we can't keep making up excuses, y'all. When the day, the day you hear the Lord's voice, don't harden your heart. Let him in. Let him speak to you. Let him let him come to you. Some some of us, we're just stubborn. I'm talking to somebody right now because you, you hear some of these messages and I wasn't the first person that spoke to you. You heard a message of salvation before and you turned it down. Don't turn it down again. Receive salvation while you have the chance. At the end of this message, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to lead a prayer of salvation. And if you mean that prayer in your heart, 
please call me. Hit that call button. We're gonna we're we're, we're gonna we're gonna help you get back to your first love again. And that's what salvation is, getting back to your first love, amen. But we can't keep making excuses. It's time to if if you are not saved, it's time to become saved now. It's time to receive salvation now. I cannot iterate on how important salvation is. Salvation, and we, we just talked about some of it. Salvation is what's going to protect us from the death of this world. Salvation is, is our is our relationship to God, and salvation is what's going to get us into heaven. But we have to do these things now while we have the chance. Amen. And amen again. Now, let's go on. We're almost done, y'all. Just bear me a little bit longer. And I have to, I have, I have to bear, I, I have to talk about these things because some of us, we're not, we're, we're we're too scared to talk about salvation. We're too scared to to go down to those areas that that God wants to go into. But in order for us to let God in our hearts, we have to let Him hit that emotions of us. A lot of us we don't want to talk. We don't want to let God into those 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 sensitive areas. And the the reason why is because we 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 don't want we don't want to open up those doors of past hurt. We don't want to open up those doors that remind us of those things that. That, that that either drove us away from God or those things that kind of that kind of hindered us. But God wants to go back to that area to kind of to kind of heal you, to show you how much He loves you. Salvation is love, y'all. It, it blesses my heart to hear some of the stories of when some some people gave their life back to Christ. And He and, and thank you, Miss Watson. He desires to love us. That is His desire, y'all. He wants to love us like never before. Some of the stories I heard just describes God's love. I'll never forget one story. I heard a man, and this, and this kind of broke my heart a little bit. Uh, he was on his deathbed, and he was getting ready to die, and the man was an atheist. And sadly, because he was an atheist, he, when he as he began to go, he began to see spirits, and he began to shout out, God, I'm sorry, God, I'm sorry. But I don't know where he went. I don't want to say the man went on to the wrong place, but I don't know where he went. And that's why it's so important to receive salvation. If you're just now joining us, I want you to understand how important salvation is. We just talked about it. Salvation is what's going to get us into heaven. Not us being good people. You can't get into heaven based off your works. The Bible says you have to confess it with your mouth and believe what you're praying in your heart. Salvation is what connects us to God. If we're basically receiving Jesus Christ, we're receiving God into our lives. We, we can't do it the other way around because the Bible says the only way to get to God is to get through Jesus Christ himself. And salvation is what also protects us in the sin-cursed world. The world that we're living in right now is slowly dying away, but the only way we're going to be protected in this process of the world's death is through our is through our relationship to God. And the only way we can have a relationship to God is if we see receive the salvation of Jesus Christ. Amen and amen. And let's continue on. We just read Luke chapter 9, verse 61. All right, now we're going to read Deuteronomy. Yep, we're going to read Deuteronomy chapter 8, verse 9. Again, we're going to read Deuteronomy chapter 8, verse 9. Let me get back there first, y'all. And again, y'all, I feel like this is the most important topic we will ever have on the Bible study quarter because nothing, 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 nothing is more important than your, than your relationship to God. And the first thing that starts with your relationship to God is your declaration of saying, hey, God, I need you. I'm sorry I made a mistake. And I want to get back close to you. That's the thing. And yes, salvation is very free. And not only that, salvation is for anybody who wants to receive it. If you want it, just simply ask for it. And he'll give it to you. Just simple as that. But you got to, you got to, not only do you say it, but you got to mean it. 
God, I'm sorry. And I want you back into my life. I made a mistake and I need you. Forgive me of my sins. Come into my life. Save me now. Send your Holy Spirit. Speak to me, Holy Spirit, because I can't operate in this life. Jesus Christ. I'm sorry, y'all. Got the moving and food grooving. All right. Woo. But where were we? Deuteronomy chapter 8, verse 9. Ignore that. Okay. All right. Deuteronomy chapter 8. We're going to read verse 9. And that reads, it is a land where food is plentiful and nothing is lacking. It is a land where iron is common and the stone is and stone and, and copper is abundant in the hills. Now, what we just read in this scripture, God is describing a place where he and he, uh, a place where he has prepared for his people and how he is going to provide for them everything they need. Because they are his people, when we receive salvation, remember, when you receive the gift of salvation, you become God's chosen people. When we receive the, uh, salvation, he can provide for us because we receive the salvation. Because we are officially his children and tend to us as his children. Just think of it as like a father. Once you, if you're, if for some of my men, uh, you, you have children. And since you have children, and since you, you look at them as your flesh and blood, you want to give them everything that they need because they are your children. You want to just do the world for them, you know, if you could, because you love them that much. And that's basically what the love that that God has for us. But we have to, in order for us to experience this type of love, God has to, you, I'm sorry, you have to receive the gift of salvation first. We must remember that Satan can bless as well as, uh, 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 I'm sorry, let me rephrase that. We got to remember that Satan can bless us just as God can, but he only does this because remember, Satan is an imitator, is an imitator, and he does this only to draw us away from the love of God and salvation. And as soon as you are deep in sin, he takes it all away and leaves you broken. Some of us, we're thinking we're okay without salvation. No, in order for you to truly experience a, a solid love, a, a love that, that's not faulty, a love that's always going to be there. A love of unconditionalness. You have to receive salvation, and as for for most of us that's that's been with me this long, uh, for half of this topic I've been talking about how I've been I've been on the subject of love for most of this for most of this time. So that should tell us that salvation is not just is not just something we pray. It's it's love. And I just said it. Salvation is God's expression of love towards all men, of towards all of us. It's free for anyone who wants it. If you want it, just ask for it. He'll give it to you. It's simple as that. But you got to receive it. Please hear me while I'm saying this. I don't know who I'm talking to, but this this topic, God had me go off of what we were planning to do just to talk about this topic. And I'm glad he did because this is a very important topic. I don't care what other topic we're gonna have next what, what what other thing we're gonna we're gonna do next this is the most important thing now what you choose now today is the most important decision of your life because this is the this is the moment when you decide to either come back to your first love or draw away from for those that's just tuning in with us we're talking about the importance of salvation and basically how important salvation is is this how salvation is so important that it's bringing you back to the one that created you the king, I look at it like this, and this amazes me. The one, think of the biggest galaxy. I'm pre, I, I don't even know of, of any other galaxy than the one we're in right now. But think of a galaxy greater than this, 
a galaxy greater than that, a galaxy greater than that, a galaxy greater than that. The God of the galaxies of all galaxies, the God of the biggest galaxies there are, the God of, uh, of President Trump, the God of Barack Obama, the, the God of you, the God of me, the God of the very seat that I sit on, the God of, the, of this entire universe. He wants a relationship with you. And the reason why is because you were his most structured creation. We're, and we're going to talk about that. But God, he, 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 he's the supreme being of all things. The word all means everything. It, it, it's not just over part of something. It's not over half of something, but it's over all of something. He's God over everything. And when he's God, and, and, that, and this God over everything, he wants to be close to you again. And that amazes me, y'all. That that's what wanted me to change my life because I was I, I was I was ridiculed. I was kicked out of many places. I I was I was cast aside. But this God of of everything, He didn't cast me out. He didn't push me to the side. He wanted me for Himself. And that and that 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 touched me. That that almost brought me to tears. That choked me up because I've never been loved like that. I've never been loved like that before in out of my whole entire life. Some of us, we're looking for that kind of love in a spouse. We're looking for that kind of love in somebody else. But in order for you to experience that kind of love for yourself, you got to get to know God for yourself. And the first step for that is through Jesus Christ. All right, so let's get back on topic here. All right, we're going to turn to the book of John again. So we're going back to John, and we're going to read verse 10 to 11. Again, John, verse 10 to 11. I'm sorry, I re let me rephrase that. We're reading chapter 10, and we're going to read verse 11. Alright, so John 10, verse 11. And that reads, We wipe the dust of, we wipe the dust of, of your town from our feet as a public announcement of your doom. Never forget how close you were to the kingdom of God. Now, salvation is basically to follow, oh, let me, oh I'm sorry, we were in Luke. I'm sorry, reading the, reading the wrong thing. I'm sorry. We were. I was reading Luke, y'all. Ignore me. I had a long day. <laughs> God is still good, though. Amen. Y'all be patient with me. All right. Reread this again. All right. We're reading uh, John chapter 10. John. Ignore what we just read. John chapter 10, verse 11. And that reads, uh, verse 11, I am the good shepherd. The good, the good shepherd lays down his life for his sheep. Basically what Jesus was saying in, in this verse, he wasn't just saying who he was, he was saying what he's going to do. He was prophesying. Almost all of the life of Jesus Christ was a prophecy. But anyways, salvation is to follow Jesus Christ and know that he is the true leader. A lot of us were following people and don't know where we're going. When you follow Jesus Christ, you get a sense of stability, knowing that you're going somewhere, knowing that this is going this is going to go somewhere. Not only that, but everything is going to be all right, no matter how the future may turn out, because we don't know what the future is going to lay out. Only the Holy Spirit knows, which is God also. But he knows where this, where this is going to all turn out to. And as long as we know that, and knowing that our hands are, in, uh, that our lives are in good hands, it's, it's, we know it's going to be okay. But anyway, salvation is to know Jesus Christ and to know that he is the true leader. Many confuse salvation, and hear me what I'm about to say. Many confuse salvation with following the pastor to get into thinking that the pastor is going to get them into heaven, or to follow Muhammad, Joseph Smith, or Buddha. The only way to get into heaven is through Jesus Christ. Some of us, we 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 take the word and we try to mix up the word so we can try to think that once this word that we created is going to get us into heaven. This is why we see so many 
messed up. I'm, I'm just going to be honest with you. This is why we see so many jacked up religions that we see now because they confuse the word from the self. They're confused. Uh, the, the nation of Islam, you're confused. Uh, Jehovah Witnesses, you're confused because you're trying to understand the, the, the many facets of God that no man can really understand. The only way you can begin to truly understand the God that we serve is through his son, Jesus Christ. And you can learn this by just simply reading the word. The Bible says, woe to those that add to or take away. For those that, for these religions that try to take away from from the life of Jesus Christ, or I'm sorry, that try to X out the life of Jesus Christ, this is why you're so confused. Because the life of Jesus Christ describes the God that we serve, and the God that we serve is a God of love, and a God that wants to be close to us again. So we can't we can't take out the things that we want. This is why it's so dangerous to to, to try to live a lukewarm lifestyle. Because what we're basically doing is we're 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 we're, we're creating a life that 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 we think is alright, but God's saying no, this is not right because not only not, not only is it not right, but it's not right that it's not the life that I wanted you to live. I want you to live for me, and once you live for me, I'm gonna show you how great I am. I remember I'm a uh, my uh, my good friend Kenneth Harvey. He's with us right now. Uh, he told me I'll never forget. And Kenneth, I thank God every day that you told me this. But I'm a uh, he told me a while back when uh me, my mother, and my sister we were going we were going through a certain time in our life. He told us, son, how can you know how great God is if everything is all right? You're not going to really see how great the, our God is. The Bible says that our our, our straight, our, our weaknesses exalt him. It went, our, our weakest moments basically show us how great and how powerful our God is. But how can we want to see how, how can, matter of fact, how can we even say how great our God is if we never been through anything for ourselves? God allowed these things so you can have the bragging rights of saying, "Hey, God is good and He is good all the time." But you can't, you can't have those, you can have those rights if you've never been through for yourself. Matter of fact, you can still, you can. There's nothing wrong with boasting on God, but how can you personally say to yourself that 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 God that God is so many things, but you never experienced it for yourself? God has to allow these things so He can show Himself to you, so that way He can draw you closer to Him and show you how much He loves you. Amen. And amen again. All right, the last verse, y'all. We're gonna turn to Matthew verse. I'm sorry, Matthew chapter eight. But just to iterate on that one more time, because I want to make sure I, I I drop that point home. Buddha is not the way into heaven. Muhammad is not the way into heaven. Joseph Smith is not the way into heaven. Your pastor is not the way to heaven. Your prophet is not the way to heaven. Your mother is not the way to heaven. Your husband, your wife, no. No one but Jesus Christ is the only way into heaven. Jesus Christ is the only way you are ever going to get into heaven. And the way you get to know him, the way you receive him into your life, you have to receive his salvation. Amen. So there's no other way to get to heaven. There's no other way to get to God except through Jesus Christ. Amen and amen. I'm going to leave that there. Now, let's see here. We're going to read chapter 8, verse 12. All right, and that reads, and many, and many an Israelite, those for whom the kingdom was pre was prepared. And this, I'm not gonna lie to you. Uh, uh, this verse right here kind of breaks my heart a little bit. And I'm gonna start over again. And many an Israelite, for those the whom the kingdom was prepared for, basically, basically saying that uh, the the people who, the people that the kingdom was basically created for, shall be cast into outer darkness into the place of weeping and torment. Now, what I'm about to describe to y'all is a very, 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 very dangerous place to be. 
it's one thing to say you're saved, but to live a lukewarm lifestyle, how do you minister to somebody that thinks they know it all, they know Jesus Christ, but turn around and have a drink the next day? How can you say that? That's a very dangerous place to be. The reason why is because you're confusing yourself and you're going to open up the door. If you don't know any better, you're going to try to, you're going to try to push that spirit out on somebody else. And that's not a good place to be. Let me explain this. Many say that they are saved and that they received salvation through Jesus Christ. But in reality, they never did because they continue to live the life that they want to live and not the life that God wants them to live. If you receive salvation, then you stop trying to do things your way and do them God's way. God wants you all in all. He doesn't want a part-time lover. He doesn't want a secret relationship. He wants you now. He wants you to be loud and be proud that you will have a relationship with him. He loves you and he will never stop loving you. But a most dangerous place to be, y'all, and this almost puts me to tears, is to, because I've seen what this done, what this has done, or what a lukewarm life has done to the, to, the, to, to the believer. It's one thing to say it, but it's another thing to do it. God's looking for doers. It's time for a generation of doers. It's time for a generation of people that's going to step up and say, God, I'm sorry, I want you into my life. Receive salvation now while you have the chance. We're closing now, but don't live that lukewarm lifestyle. For some, some, for some of us that say that we are saved, turn over to God and turn over Him to, to Him now. It's, I, I see a lot of us. We're on Facebook, and I'm sorry I have to call this out. Please forgive me if you get mad at me, but I'm saying this out of love, not to offend you. But some of us, I see us on Facebook. I see how. We we say we love God. We we post up things. We post up things. Oh God has been so good to us. But the minute somebody crosses us, or the minute somebody says something we don't like, we post up a a whole paragraph of cuss words, blasphemy, and all this other mess, crazy nonsense. You aren't saved because if you are, if you were saved, you would. The, 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 the very thought of salvation would instantly hit your head, and basically the Holy Spirit would came in and convicted you and stopped you from right right then and there. Looking wrong, salvation is a process. I understand that. But for those of us that, that claim we're been, we've been saved for like many years and we allow certain things like that to get underneath our skin, we need to know how to check ourselves. And you and if you are not willing to check yourself, then you are not applying the very gift of salvation into your life. And I'm going to leave it at that because I, the Holy Spirit, he's telling me to go ahead and leave it right there. But that's all we're going to that's all we're going to say right then and there. y'all. I love y'all very much. Now, before we close, I want to pray two prayers it's the prayer of closing and also a prayer of salvation we'll talk about that in just a second here but if everyone can just bow your heads one more time heavenly father we thank you for this time that we had together to spend with you oh lord we thank you for this time to embark upon your word we thank you for this time to 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 hear from you oh holy spirit for lord you are a lamp unto our feet oh lord how great thou art oh lord we thank you for your love your patience your your kindness and for your very active of salvation towards us, O Lord, for we do not deserve it, for our righteousness is nothing but a filthy rags, O God. Blessed be to the name of the God of Most High. Lord God, we ask that you not only not only let us hear this word, but we also ask that you apply, help us apply this thing into our lives, O Lord. Now, Holy Spirit, we ask that you that you set the atmosphere for what we're about to do next. Holy Spirit, we ask that you help us receive, for those that are listening right now under the sound of my voice, we ask that you set the atmosphere for salvation, for true, authentic prayer of salvation and come in, O Lord, for those that really want to get to know you. Let them come in, O Lord. Lord God, you said in your word that you would never turn away anyone that the Father sends to you. 
Lord Jesus, this is your word, not ours. You also said in your word, Lord Jesus, that whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. And you also said in your word, Father, that who that that if you confess with your mouth and believe in your heart that Jesus Christ died and rose from the grave, then you shall be saved. Lord God, we, we, we don't do these things for our benefit. We do these things because we want to get to know you again. We want to get close to you again. And we want to make you the God of our lives. And we thank you for this opportunity. And right now, in the name in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. So, right now, we're about to have a prayer of salvation. I find this the most important part of our Bible study. Many of us may look at this as silly. That's okay if you want to look at it that way. But I'm going to look at it as serious because it's at this point when somebody decides to bring to give their life back to Jesus Christ. So if everyone can, bow your heads. But not only bow your heads, I want you to repeat this prayer after me. And not only repeat it, but if you really want to be saved, mean what you are about to say. And after we pray this prayer, if it touched you, I want you to either inbox us or hit the call now button. And when, the call now button is when you come first come first go to the Bible study coin. You go down just a little bit. It's gonna be a little blue bar. You either tap it on your phone or you can. Uh, I believe you can click it from your. You can click it on a computer. It'll be easier to do it from your phone. But, excuse me. I want you all to bow your heads one more time. And if you are not saved, I want you to repeat this prayer for me. And not only repeat it, but mean it in your heart. And then you shall be saved. Amen. So just bow, bow your head with me. Now repeat after me. Say, Father, I come to you, dear Lord, asking for the forgiveness of my sins. Lord Jesus, come into my life. Save me today. You send your word that if I confess with my mouth and believe in my heart that Jesus died and rose from the grave, then I shall be saved. Lord Jesus, come into my life and save me today. Holy Spirit, fill me up. Come into my heart. Remove anything that is not of you. Minister to me and change me for your glory. I love you, O oh Lord, and I bless you. And I make you, Jesus, the Lord and Savior of my life. In Jesus' name, amen. Now, I truly do believe that somebody just prayed that prayer out sincerely, one step at a time. Inbox me first if you want. You don't have to call. Inboxes. You can inbox the Bible study for it as well. If you want to inbox us, call us. Mom, I'm, I'm asking you that, you that you respond to that call right now. Call us and let us know so we can pray more personal prayer with you. Not only that, but share some more some more important stuff to help you in your walk. But if you don't want to call, that's okay. Hit the hit the message button. We, God works in other God works in many many ways. We don't have to verbally talk. We can message each other. That is okay with me. But I thank you for this time, everyone. I pray that you all not only not only hear the word, but be doers of the word. Don't get me wrong. I'm glad to see. Don't get me wrong. I, it's nice to see you guys. Right, you know. It, great and all that and other stuff but what really blesses my heart is to see others receive salvation or not even that but to to see others apply what we teach in our bible studies to their own lives amen so don't just be hearers of god's word don't even just don't just even egg it on be doers of the word of god amen 
So I can't wait to see you guys next week. It's been a pleasure to speak with you. Be back with us next week on Friday, which will be uh, which will be at seven o'clock again. And our next topic will be applying God's word and understanding God. We're gonna finish out the topic of the Holy Trinity. Amen. You guys have a blessed day.